You're listening to The Kirk and Baker Show. I'm David Baker, and with me is Roger. I am Rogers Kirk. <laughs> I almost said his name. Yeah. That's man. Rogers Kirk. How are you doing? I mean, I'm doing fantastic. Day. How are you doing? I'm man? doing good. We just got done with a fantastic Juneteenth weekend. Man, awesome celebration. And what a celebration of our community, the from the youth uh, to the many community organizations that showed up. Uh, I believe there were 60 vendors both commercial and information booths. Right. Um, there was a wide variety of uh, uh, things for sale and for community organizations to showcase what they do. Uh, all the nonprofits, sororities and fraternities, uh, the, the uh, uh, NAACPs were represented from both Rock Island County and uh, right in our Davenport Metrocom. Uh, the food and my, my brother bought me a cookie. So those of you yeah, who keep track I on our podcast, you yes. that you would get a cookie. And I came I was going to get you a lemonade, but it was a little early and you yeah. weren't, weren't quite ready. But I can tell you, that cookie was good and it had raisins in it. Yeah. Well, that vendor, man, she said, look, uh, they, I forgot how much it was, but I didn't yeah. have the correct chain. And so I just bought a bunch of And then you bought, you gave one to the sound person, too, yeah. sitting next to me. You're so kind. and that, but, but on a serious note, the Juneteenth celebration really, really hit home uh, with so many people. And... Um, I saw a wide variety, diversity of people who attended oh, this yeah. year. It was a diverse group, and I, that's one thing I love about uh, and, and Scott County is diversity and and how they support and they, you know, they were there right uh, uh, on that on Saturday. But, yeah, but not only with the vendors, not only with the food, but even uh, those who uh, presented those performances. They were outstanding. The dances right. and uh, the the music, the band, and things yes. of that nature. It was awesome. And inside, there were uh, displays showcasing key figures in the civil rights era and the Quad Cities. And I know Shelley Guy put a lot of work into the uh, cavalry group, yeah, uh, the, the black cavalry group that was based uh, eventually out of the arsenal at right. one point. She did an outstanding job last uh, year. Yeah. Uh, she does an outstanding job of just there and explaining everything ab ab about that historical event. You yeah. know, uh, and that's one of those hidden histories that right. I don't think people remember and think about. Uh, that the, I do know one of the stories, now I'm going to try to uh, paraphrase this as best as possible, but when that cavalry group got done with a battle in the Civil War, they came, and I'm pretty sure it was Civil War, they came... They were stationed and sent up to the Rock Island Arsenal for a period of time. And when they were sent there, they at one point had shore leave or they were off for a day or they were, I'm not sure what, if it was a weekend or a holiday, but they were allowed to relax a little. And here walking into Davenport, Iowa, were groups of African-American men who had fought for the Union and had fought for the flag and fought for freedom and here they they come in and they're walking into davenport and they faced a lot of adversity yeah. from people yeah. because they no one had ever seen groups of people many in uniform i believe mm -hmm. were walking into town and here are these guys were they thought, where'd you guys come from who are you and they i guess they came in i'm not sure if the arsenal bridge was there it may not have, it may have been a different version of a bridge but they came over and they, they, they walked in through east, the east part of downtown, our east Davenport right. now, where uh, Dred Scott lived in that area. Mm -hmm. And so 
that was uh, kind of a, a, a rude awakening that uh, I guess that the commander of the arsenal eventually had to intervene because I think they arrested some of these guys. And the commander, I believe, intervened and said, wait a second, these are heroes. These are heroes. What did they do? Oh, they just walked down your street? <laughs> well, well, you know, today yeah. on the Rock Island Arsenal, they are celebrating those individuals today. That, and we're uh, recording this on June 20th, on yeah, Juneteenth, the official is, federal holiday. This is yeah. the federal holiday. And right. today, right today on the Rock Island Arsenal, uh, I think it's uh, at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, they're having a ceremony there at the uh, the cemetery there honoring all of those individuals who fought and and, and, uh, and now who are buried on the arsenal. Mm. And so they're celebrating them today. So that's that's outstanding. That's a way to celebrate Juneteenth. Yes, absolutely. And so, but we had a great Juneteenth. And then on the 19th uh, yesterday oh, man. Uh, at TMBC, yeah. t- together making a better community, there was a continuation of the program celebrating not only Juneteenth, but Father's Day. We yeah. wanted we wanted to 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 piggyback on Juneteenth celebration of that Saturday uh, with that Sunday because we understood that the, the progress that we have made as a people we had we knew that there were so many people and we celebrate those people we celebrate people uh, like Malcolm X we celebrate people like Dr Martin Luther King we yeah. Frederick Doug we celebrate people like that but we wanted to say that hey history not is only uh, it's not only there, but we have some local history. People who we stand on the shoulders of today, right here in the Quad Cities. And so it gave us an opportunity uh, to highlight those individuals and celebrate them. And not only them, but their families, the families of those individuals were there. We mm. People like Clyde Mayfield, you know Clyde. Absolutely, you Clyde. Clyde yeah. very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clyde Mayfield. Uh, uh, Zeddy McDowell? Yeah, Clyde Mayfield, his wife was there. And his, Clyde's, his daughter. Clyde's wife. Son. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. They, they were there. Outstanding family. Just you wonderful. Know, outstanding. Uh, and we lost school. Clyde far too early. Yes. Uh, he was part of the school board. Absolutely. He's just an uh, uh, outstanding guy. Yeah. But then we... Uh, and I said Zeddy, 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 McDowell. Zeddy McDowell. Yeah. Matt, Matt McDowell's dad. Right. Yeah. Uh, these individuals, like a man like himself. Uh, Jethro Patrick, Cribs. Pastor of the area, Jethro, who was an uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, business still going on today. Uh, his children's. His uh, legacy uh, is still felt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I, part of the, uh, came here, I was president of uh, Davenport uh, uh, NAACP, and uh, Jethro, was a, who was a member at that time, you know, he took me under his wings and kind of helped me and, uh, uh, and navigated me through this uh, course of being a president of the NAACP. Mm. So he was dear to me uh and uh then robert couch man mm-hmm. you know uh he, he wasn't in politics deacon couch yeah, yeah that's what they call him deacon that's deacon right. couch. Yeah. he wasn't in politics but he had a way of working with young people in our community i mean all over didn't matter who you were uh he was there supporting you going to games whether it was Indoor, outdoor, cold, hot. He was there supporting young people all over. Mm. So we had an opportunity to recognize those people because those those individuals who set examples that we ought to look at and be able to emulate. So, so yeah, today on the Kirk and Baker show, we thought we would talk about voting. So standing on the shoulders of greatness, people like Clyde Mayfield yeah. and uh, 
people who had to go through uh, a lot of adversity in our community and, and uh, the Cribs family uh, with their leadership, Bill and Jethro, and uh, elections and voting is where it's at. Um, if you want to change things, you've got to get people in office who can make things change. Absolutely. You can protest as much as you want, and you can also you can throw things at the wall. You can get angry. You can you can go outside and scream, but that's not going to do any any yeah. good at all. You need to get people in office who are going to be advocates for change, if if that's Absolutely. what people want. So we're not here to talk about any one political party, but we want to talk about the importance of voting and also the fact I think we take some of the young people. I'm not going to say all because there are some. Oh man, I met some people, some young people at the Juneteenth. They totally are, they get it. They understand. But the, I think some of the young people do not understand how valuable that right to vote is. You know, I, and where that came right, from. But you're right. I mean, not just young people, just people. People in general. general. There's yeah. just such an uh, uh, apathy that uh, about voting, you know, it's just like they don't feel like they, they could make a difference. But, right. you know, one thing about voting that, you know, ain't no sense of you complaining if you don't vote. Yeah. You know, uh, you have to exercise that right to vote. People died. I mean, this is not fair. This is literally died yeah. that, that, that people have the right to vote, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, uh, just because they signed uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, there are many people who know that even in the South that, that people were not allowed, uh, given the opportunity to vote, they they were given so many restrictions, uh, just to vote. And I I remember I'm I'm old enough now, Dave, that I can remember uh, the Jim Crow, and I remember the mm. poll poll tax, and I, I remember voting uh, and voting quizzes and yeah, tests. The, uh, How many bubbles are there in a bar of soap? No this, questions like that. Yeah, but no, this was actually in, to vote. in this particular place. Yeah, you have to guess the number of jelly beans in a jar in order to vote. My I'm. As a little kid, little kid yeah. going uh, to the place of the store to vote, and and they had this jar. You had to count. Uh, you had to guess the number of jelly beans wow. to vote, and uh, those kind of things. That, but see, the, not only that, we look at those Jim Crow laws, and we see how that happened back then. But look at today. I mean, it, it, you don't have to do the jelly bean thing, but look what they're passing in Congress. Closing the polls early yeah. because of the, of the poor working people who don't get off work until a certain period of time in the evening. Mm -hmm. And they're able to, and, and by the time they get kids fed and taken care of, they need to get out to the poll to vote. They don't have time to take off during the day to go vote because they don't have a job that just allows them to freely come and go willy-nilly, go get some lunch, oh, maybe go vote, and then head on back to work. They're punching a clock, and they lose money, or they lose their job if they leave. Yeah, They're working in a, a production place, you know. We reduce uh, the number of days, uh, the number of satellite voting spots. Oh, yeah, reduce they, those, because make it more of, difficult. They, right, right. They have one spot for X number of a thousand of people and which create long lines and you create mm -hmm. long lines uh and 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 let's say this june uh, uh election uh it, you know i can't even bring you any water in line if i'm in georgia because now that's that's criminal 
to try to bring comfort to you while you stand in line to vote. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where we are now. So we have to begin to look at people and vote, you know, people who are going to be, uh, to appeal to your self-interest, you know. They got mm -hmm. a lot of stuff they throwing out there, but we have to say, well, is this important to me? Is this important to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and have people who, and put people in office who understand what those rights and needs are of the people of their community. Can we go back in time? Do you have any information about those Voting Rights Acts, the early ones that President Johnson signed into law? Well, uh, I, I, you know, the 14th Amendment uh, to the Constitution in, in 1868 it granted African Americans the right of citizenship, but however, this did not always translate into the ability to vote. Mm -hmm. Because black voters were systematically turned away from states' polling places. And to combat this problem, Congress passed the 15th Amendment in 1870. Okay, 1870. And that, yeah, right. and that says, The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state or account of race color our previous condition of servitude mm. so that's what happened back then you know uh, and so it it took all of that and then not only you know the number of people who died just that we may have that right, right. to vote you know i think often abraham lincoln gets all sorts of credit for freeing slaves and freeing them into full rights immediately and as i understand it Lincoln was on the fence mm -hmm. about freeing the slaves because he thought whatever is better for the Union, he would do. Right. Not that in his heart no. that he wanted to free the slaves. I know it was another era, and we can't judge somebody who's not here any, right now, and who knows what he would be saying today. Right. But I think that the, often he gets a lot of credit for something he had nothing to do with the, other than he, the Emancipation Proclamation freed those slaves in southern territories that uh and then it took some time for them to find out that they were free <laughs> they didn't even know it that's what juneteenth is too so as yeah. we talk about all this it really makes sense that we're doing this today and talking about that Absolutely. so fast forward then so 1870 you talked about that act and that amendment how, how did we get up to 1964 from john john kennedy's john f kennedy's dream that he wanted a voting. He wanted a, a voting rights act, something to solidify that 1870 act, and he wanted, he wanted it despite the Southern Democrats. And by the way, those people listening might know a Southern Democrat in the 1960s into the early 70s is not a Southern Democrat of today. No, not at all. Completely different. It's a yeah. it's a very conservative. They may be called Democrat with a big D for the, the political party, Democrat, but they definitely had a conservative ideology and belie many believe segregation was the only way, separate but equal. Well, Dave, in, in 1964, yes. the 24th Amendment prohibited the use of poll tax. In 1965, the Voting Rights Act directed the Attorney General to enforce the right to vote for African-American. The 1965 voting right 
created a significant change in the status of African Americans throughout the South. The Voting Rights Act prohibited the states from using literacy tests and other methods of excluding African Americans uh, from voting. Prior to this, only an estimate 23% of voting age blacks were registered nationally, but by 1969, the number had jumped to 61%. Mm. And, and, and what makes it so bad, Dave, that even now, I believe, I don't have any statistics to support that, but it seems like the number is going down. Uh, it's, it's just that sometimes people, as I said earlier, feel that there's no need. But look, we have to have a seat at the table. There has to be somebody at the table who say, wait a minute, what you're suggesting or what you're trying to do is not fair uh, to African Americans. Right. You know, or Latinos, you know. Right. Uh, uh, other immigrants, you know, somebody has to be at the table to stand up. As you said earlier, you can march, you can throw stuff at right, the wall, right, right. all kind of stuff, but that doesn't get it unless you get out there and vote. You need and to get somebody who's going to sit at the table and say, no, that's not right. Yeah, right. And that's, and I think that's exactly what we're talking about today, about registering to vote, how important it is. And we go. We went way back to the 1800s, yeah. talking about acts that were passed and people deciding yes, it's important for all people to be able to vote, um, despite what many people felt at that time about equality. I think somewhere in the hearts of our founding fathers, there was a sense of fairness in this republic. Mm-hmm. But but those but those moments are are far too far apart, <laughs> you know, historically. And, and so we've, but we've got to fight for what we've got right now. You're right. Absolutely. It's just, it's kind of, why do you have to, to ever so often come up again with the voting right bill? What, what happened that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights? Right. And among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What happened right. to that? Why we got and, to say, okay, we got to go back in again to see. And, and I know that th- they are the unsung heroes in Washington, D.C., and people wonder why is there a need for an NAACP? Mm. They wonder that. Derek Johnson is our current executive director in the United States of the NAACP, and Derek has told me directly mm-hmm. that it's, his work does not stop, that they have to lobby all of the time and keep an eye on what's going on in Congress, right. or something is going to be attached to a bill that is a, a, one of the pork barrel type things, where you've got 75 other things attached to a law that's passed. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, separate but equal is okay. And, you know, voting can happen. Um, you can have uh, voting tests if you choose to in each mm-hmm. district. It's up to the municipalities. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so we have they have to do that. So that's what the NAACP does. They also are uh, constantly getting people questioning Brown versus the Board of Education, which in the 1950s uh, was was passed. It was a civil rights landmark. It said that we talk about separate but equal. It's not okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. And so, but the problem is, little Linda Brown, she wanted to go to school 
Her daddy wanted her to go to school at the school just down the street. But she had to walk through a railroad yard. She had to walk all the way through a town to go to the black school because she happened to be black. She couldn't go to the school right by her house. And that's how this all started. Mm -hmm. So that's an example right there. But we've got to be diligent and watch. And that's why organizations like NAACP, they do good work in Washington. They are nonpartisan. They believe in voting. They don't have a particular political party they're affiliated with. Now, it just so happens many of the candidates that have been good to the NAACP and have furthered the cause of the African-American community have been Democrats recently. Mm. But they're not necessarily tied, and they're a nonpartisan political organization. So that's why I think that's a good, that's a good thing. Uh, if you want to vote, you have to find out how you can vote. And there's lots of people who will help you. Yeah, do that. County auditor. That's one of the things that they that uh, is attached to their job is uh, about voting. Yeah, the county auditor. So those people in the Quad Cities that would be the Rock Island County Auditor, the Scott County Auditor's right. Office. You just go there. They've got all the forms. It's easy to do. Right. Um, same day, same day registration. And when you vote, don't just vote once. And don't just vote in the major presidential election. Don't do that. Because then you're not, there's no voice that, that you've got for anything else. The school board elections are some of the most, so and our county board and, and these uh, uh, aldermen elections, the, the council elections, right. are so important because that's in your neighborhood. You know, they often say all politics are local. You know, they do things in in Washington that affects us but but a lot of that stuff is done uh is passed down say okay how, how the state how the state how the county does it you know and it affects you directly you mm -hmm. know? right and it the, especially school board where so many issues are happening with our young people right now yeah right now it is uh with quote unquote behavior issues uh how are we dealing with students with disabilities? How are we dealing with students who uh, come from uh, challenged backgrounds? Mm -hmm. And and how are we taking care of them? And what is wrong with our community? I mean, in particular, on the Iowa side, we have got some issues going on right now. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I see the, the school board elections are always some of the hotly contested races, but the voting numbers are miserable. You might look at some of these races and you think, what is that? 210 for one yeah. candidate and 140 for another. You mean only 400 people cared enough to come out and vote for our children? I, I would think that that would be much higher. Yeah. And uh, You would think. Yeah. And you know that if you don't vote and you miss so many elections, then you have to start <laughs> over. all over again. That I, I have mentioned this. On the Voice of Victory broadcast, I think we talked about it one, one time when we were talking about voting. One of my favorite scenes from All in the Family, the old TV show, was the 1972 election when McGovern ran against Nixon and Archie wanted to go to the polls to vote against his son-in-law, Mike, and say, well, I'm going to cancel his vote out. So he goes to the poll to vote. And Edith, his wife, is with him, and they can't find Archie in the, in the registry. And he says, I just voted in the last election. And she said, 
No, you didn't. You 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 did you voted. I voted for Nixon the last time. She said, Well, yeah, he ran in 1960. So this would have been 12 years later. And so that's just I know it's comical to think about it. Here he was frustrated and he couldn't cast his vote because he was going to vote Republican and vote Nixon against Mike, his son-in-law. But it's something to remember. It's true. You can you can go to the polls, you can be so concerned and not be registered. Right. Yeah, and and people can be so so concerned, and not just the fact that not registered, just don't vote or just don't care. Yeah, oh, I don't feel like going. Yeah, yeah, have any all these excuses for why you're not gonna vote. You know, right? Uh, we we're dealing with all this stuff now. You know, uh, and uh, right now with this gun issue, you know, I don't know how individuals who are listening uh, feel about this issue, but. But just think that there's, they've been debating this thing ever since, you know, uh, Sandy Hook, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about uh, do we, how, how we have uh, sensible gun laws, you know. I, I don't understand it. I, I think that for hunting purposes, if someone really is a hunter, there's nothing wrong with having a something like that for for that purpose. You mean, but but you an mean automatic. You tell me I can't take my AR-15 and yeah, go out there yeah. with with to shoot high ducks. capacity yeah. around. <laughs> uh, and, and, <laughs> and 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 there's nothing wrong with the marksman or a target practice. But then then but you the get AR-15? you start but you start getting into yeah exactly you start getting into those issues. And I'm not against the gun manufacturers. I'm not against that. I'm not against any of that. But there is no sense. Well, there I, is absolutely no well, sense to have a military-grade weapon. I, yeah, I disagree. I'm against them. When they lobby, they, 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 they have lobbyists, yeah. who, and they funnel monies into all of these campaigns and, and, and pay these politicians so that they can vote for them. So that's why we're struggling now, just to get the all of the money. Yeah, yeah. to get some... Uh, uh, some sensible background checks, you know. And this, and, and he, he got people who they're paid to say, you know, I don't, we don't like that, so they don't like it. Yeah. Even though, you know, I was looking at the stats of the day, you know, ninety uh, percent of people in our country favor these sensible gun laws, but mm. our Congress don't. And those you know, are the, the people we elect. Yeah, that's the what Senate. I mean, the Congress, the House passed it, yeah. but the Senate won't do it. And it's got to be money, right? If that's what it does. It. It's all down to money, and be darned with the kids, right. you know. Um, and and you know, the Second Amendment. I know that people will go right back to that and say, "Well, I'm sorry, but the the law is the law, so we're going to stick with Second Amendment." Yeah. The thing with the Second Amendment is amendments can be changed. To the Constitution, obviously, we allow people who are 18 years of age to vote right. now, and that was an amendment there. But look at look at what this country has been through and what how we've changed since the 1700s. This country, in the 1700s, when that document was written and the Second Amendment was placed on there about uh, having the right to arms, we had monarchies from Europe. We had France with a king. We had a king of England. We had uh, other monarchies of other uh, uh, entities, Italy and Spain and Portugal, and they all wanted a piece of America, and they were ready to fight. 
as the British proved in what War of 1812, they attacked the United States Capitol and burned the dome. So it is another era. You had to have the arms to defend your militia, had to defend itself from foreign invaders. Right. Also, we felt as a nation, manifest destiny, that we were to go to California and take... Oh, that's the telephone ringing here. We're, by the way, we are recording this at Third Missionary Baptist Church today <laughs> because it's so noisy at our our home studio. Uh, they were doing some roof work, but the the uh, Native Americans, the indigenous peoples, uh, also were a threat to these wagon trains and to people going west to to get gold or whatever they were doing, or they thought the perfect world was on the other end of the United States and California and the West Coast. So that was another threat. Also, there were wildlife, and there were bears and mountain lions and lots and lots of, of uh, uh, big animals that uh, were out there. So those were all things that existed. Those, don't, those threats don't exist today. England is not going to invade Florida, we don't think. <laughs> we, and we don't have mountain lions, typically. There are those rare cases, but we don't have... Tons of animals attacking us but, and, and things like that. We don't need an AR. We don't need those. Do it, and know? we still don't need that to yeah. defend ourselves. You, you know, since that last shooting in Texas, there has been, I can't, the number was given, I can't remember the number of mass shootings, anything over four, uh, that we have had since then. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and just think that if we had banned the AR-15, and let's say that uh, no one would have went and shot someone, I can't guarantee that. Right. But the mass killings that we have had, we would not have had. If we've had sensible background check, people who have had those mental problems and mental health, gun. yeah. If we had sensible background checks, uh, where the age is 21 or older, you know, uh, that 18-year-old kid wouldn't have bought two AR-15s, you know. Yeah, right. uh, things wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have had uh, the collar badge. There's a lot of stuff we would not have had right. if we have had sensible gun laws. Just background checks that, you know, that, that extensive, you know. If we've done that, you can. But now you can just go get a gun, right? Like the kid did. He bought the gun one day. And she had, had to it, shoot had him. It, it. Had it the next day. Yeah. And we, as educators, and I consider myself an educator, although at a private university, we should be diligent about what we see, you know. And when there are security measures put into place, like at this last school in Texas, mm -hmm. they left the door open. They propped the door open to go out to get something from a car. It doesn't work like that. If you've got a locked, sterile environment, and it's supposed to be locked, just like a cockpit of an airplane now, because we've had to do that, you leave it locked. We cannot let our guard down. Not and that's And I know that's, it, that's an election. That's another election piece, too, is to bring people into the school boards that reinforce that. Yeah. Just, just citizen in general. To understand what's going on, you know, here, you know, I'm pastor of a church, you know, and and I'm always happy to deal with other issues about uh, 
safety within our congregation. Sure, security, yeah. safety. I, I have too at my yeah. place, yeah. absolutely. So as a pastor, of course, I'm concerned about feeding our flock, but also I'm concerned about protecting our flock. Right. And so we have to... We have to have meetings. As a matter of fact, recently we just had another meeting, uh, making sure that our people are trained, you know, and mm -hmm. what to do, how to do, make sure that we, we are protected, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, because that's the, you know, because right after that, yeah. we had, uh, I mean, we've since, since that uh There's been church, Jackson, there's been some church shootings. Right here in Iowa, right. Cedar Rapids, wasn't it? Right, right. Yeah. And those are people, they just go to worship. Yeah, they're just going to church. They're just going to church, yeah. 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 Uh, there was almost a fellowship they were having, but 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 we have, you know, we need these. It's just personal, but we need sensible gun laws, right? Background checks, elimination of those uh, high capacity magazines and AR-15. We need to, you know. To, and I I don't care which political party is behind it, yeah. but I will vote for that person that puts sensible gun laws yeah. into place. And I don't care which, I mean, it's not about political parties. No, it's, it's about, not. it's about getting this done. Getting it done. And you know what? I, I want to just challenge people to look at the Senate when they, uh, how they're struggling, who will vote uh, to, to pass those gun laws. We need to consider those people, but those in the other individuals who are not passing those laws, who are standing there and say, well, anybody can have it. Don't get rid of AR-15. Mm. You know, don't uh, don't raise the uh, the age. Uh, uh, don't do the background check. We need to tell them. We need to take another look at them and say, mm -hmm. well, maybe you don't need to represent me. Right. You know, that is either, you know, I think two things that politicians understand. They understand money. Mm -hmm. That's why the ARA, uh, what is it? NRA. NRA, yeah. that's why the NRA is so effective because of the money. Mm -hmm. But it's two things, it's money and constituents. So if the constituent stands up and say, look, oh, you're going to support the NRA, yeah. we're going to get you out of there. Mm -hmm. You got to say something. You have to stand up. And that's what today's podcast is about, right. has been about, is, is voting, making your voice heard. And I think that's the most important thing is people have fought for us, fought for our rights. And if we don't use those rights, then lobbyists take over and the money takes yeah, over. That's right, the money. And uh, I think that's important. And it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. We're not talking about any one party no. today. <laughs> I think if you look, go back and listen to this podcast, you'd say, I think they're leaning a little bit more to the left. We're not leaning any direction. We were talking about the reality. Is is uh, people are people. We're all one human family. I think there's yeah. a local organization that calls themselves that. I like that yeah. term, you know. But it is important. Yeah. It is important. We're all one big family. We're all one. We're all one people. But look, I just challenge anybody just to think in their mind. You have a child. Your child goes to a concert and don't come back because of a mass killing. That has happened. Your child goes to the movie theater, doesn't come back home because of a mass killing. Right. That has happened. It sure has. Yeah. Your child goes to school mm -hmm. and doesn't come back. First graders. Yeah, little first graders, yeah. the second graders, yeah. Because 
of a mass killing. Mm -hmm. Your ch you and your family go to church and don't come back home because of a mass killing. What would you do? If you knew that would happen to you sometime in the future, what would you do now to ensure it won't happen? Right. That's, that's putting it right down the line. Right. Because while, while you can look at it and say that's somebody else, that's somebody else's problem. somebody family, else's problem, too. Yeah. 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 That could be you tomorrow. It could be. Well, I think we covered it well, but I urge everyone to register to vote. And um, if you're not 18 years of age right now, but you will be by November, you can register to vote oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't know they can do that. So uh, if you're a grandma, a grandpa, an aunt, an uncle, mom and dad listening, and you've got a young person who might not be listening, and they're 17, and they're going to be 18... By the November election, the fall elections, tell them to register to vote. Right. Absolutely. And tell them why. It's important. And it's not just, oh, well, it's a status symbol or it's just, it's one more adult thing you get to do. Sure it is. It's, it's an adult thing you get to do. But to be a part of our community and to help make decisions, that's what it's all about. Because I don't like other people deciding for me. Right. Otherwise, my dinner would be beets. I don't like beets. I love beets. Man. See, now you and I are the opposite pole. If I had a plate full of beets, I would be so upset. Oh, I'd be uh, so happy. See, and you'd be happy. I would. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had beets. I, 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 I bought pickle beets. Oh, you don't. Ooh, yes, I do. You don't eat those. Yeah, Please tell me, my brother. Oh, well, I can't imagine. That's why I got all these food. muscles. <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, so my cousins had a nickname for me because when I would eat beets, I spit them out across the room. Talking about throwing things at the wall, but I would spit them out if beets were served to me and they called me Beety. B-E-E-T-Y is what they called me, Beety. And I never could figure out, why you call me Beety? Hi, Beety. I would spit beets out. Didn't like them. Never did. did. Still don't like them. My mother had a garden in the backyard. Yeah. And she grew beets. We had beets. Oh, and my. Now I, you know, I don't grow them, but I show them, get them. They come in a jar. Oh, uh, he's got the pickled in, ones. They yeah. Got, they got to come in a can. It's oh, no. Beets. Oh, no. Man, you know how healthy they are for I'm you? sure they're healthy, but All I don't right, know. Man. I'll eat something similar I, I, to that. Look, I Radishes do. I like and... I mean, I can eat. I can eat almost all the legumes and all those things out there, but I just mm -mm. just get your. Oh, I like tomatoes. I can eat. And yeah. just oh, drink oh, the juice. Oh my word! Come on, Dave. <laughs> well, this is this is a revelation today, but we want want to thank everybody for listening. And again, uh, remember to vote, please. Seriously, in all seriousness, register. If you're not registered, go get registered. Uh, there are people who can help you do that. Your county auditor would be more than happy to help you get registered to vote. And call one of us because we can direct you in the right direction as well and get you that information. So um, if you want to email me between now and next time, send it to my personal email, Radio Davey, R-A-D-I-O-D-A-V-E-Y. What like is that again? R-A-D-I-O-D-A-V-E-Y at gmail.com. Wow. Oh, that's I, that just rolls right off. Yeah, please do that. We love to know uh, what you're thinking. We know, 
like to this know is, how we're fledgling how we're new this. we're newcomers at this we we've been on there a hundred and some odd times together <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> so but but we're new at the podcast game this is only episode four three 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 okay number three yeah. but you know i've been doing radio for decades and my soul oldie show, my old school show, that has been going on, that version of radio show for probably 15 plus years at this point. I don't have an exact start date, but we've all got experience in Europe at the pulpit all the time and speaking to groups, so well, we're not afraid to talk. Hey, I, used to, I always remember my, my days at a radio station in West Monroe, Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I... I go back a little bit, you know. And then, yeah. Then when I came up here, you got me for gospel train. So, yeah. But we we just like to know what you, what's on your mind. We want to know uh, are you receiving this podcast? We just want to know. We want to. Uh, we we just love to hear from you. And we could uh, broadcast some of these over the air, maybe in a marathon one afternoon, uh, one day, and just have several of them air so people get a flavor and a taste of what we've been doing. But. We wanted to let people know the opinions expressed are not necessarily those of St. Ambrose University or KALA, which uh, is the producer and the umbrella that we're producing this series at, but uh, they are our opinions. Um, we would hope that uh, the good opinions we have are shared by others. Right. <laughs> and, and, and if you love our opinion, let us know. Yeah. And if you don't like it. Yeah. Well then, I well, and if you if you yeah, want to get if you want to get Pastor Kirk a, a jar of pickled beets, then go for it. <laughs> I agree with that. I bought you a cookie. Don't I, forget that. Now. I'm Rogers Kirk, and I I endorse that announcement. That's what you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been about voting today. Very important topic. We thought we would just take a little time and do that on the Kirk and Baker show, and then next time we will have a guest. Right. So stay tuned. Yeah, Thank this you. is the Kirk and Baker show. This is the Kirk and Baker show. Oh, the Bacon Kirk show. <laughs> Either way, it works. I'm David Baker, and that's Rogers Kirk. I'm Rogers Kirk. You are. Yeah.